We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. Oh, we got a big show. A more audio-friendly show than yesterday's. Hey, But, you know, because I had one person say worst show yet. Which, all right. Actually, today I think is our 50th show. So, one of the 50 has to suck, right? All right, so, whatever. It was. It ended up being more of a video experience, but that's why we got some of these on YouTube. So, check out the YouTube page, youtube.com. Uh, it's Bart Winkler show. Uh, this one, not on YouTube. This one's just for your audio enjoyment as we head into the Thanksgiving weekend, Blackout Wednesday. Uh, I will have some sort of a show coming up Friday. Uh, it might be a pick slash USA England slash I don't know. I also am still kicking around the idea of doing a Bucks watch thing Friday night on YouTube. So we'll see. So uh, just flying by the seat of my ass as I continue to do here. One thing I do want to mention, and again, on the show, we'll have some picks. We'll have uh, a World Cup reaction, massive upset. Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. This is the game that I said I want to get up for the 4 a.m. games, but not this one. Well, that was a massive mistake. Maybe the biggest upset in cup history. Other games as well. I got back to the Nomad and, and had some fun there. So much more to come on that. We'll continue to talk soccer, and I'm doing us all a favor by putting it at the end of these podcasts. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention is I have to mention this tweet. I have to. There's no way that I don't. It's from uh, KB of the game. On air KB, the game, 97-3, the game in Milwaukee, who I think, for the most part, I'm either friendly with a lot of people over there or willing to be friendly. I'd like to go on my infrastructure week soon where I rebuild bridges that I've burned. Uh, I think that, you know, there. I think that I could enjoy a couple of beverages with a Steve Zabin. I think we might have more in common than we think. I love Armin over there. I think he's fantastic. Hunter's an up-and-coming young man. You know I love Billy and Freems and Orlowski and the crew. Mike Heller I respect a lot. Uh, I do like Butch and Coon. So there's a lot of people over there I like. Drew Olson I could like. But KB, this son of a bitch. Here's my issue with KB. So my whole thing with the, the game is that when I was in radio competing against them, I would say they're not even talking about sports. Why listen to sports if they're not talking about sports? But they branded it as sports and stuff, you know, and they're successful. And we also, side note, we also were successful. The reason that WSSP 
is not what it was is not because people weren't listening. It's because corporate way up top made a decision. The worst thing I see in my mentions is, well, WSSP actually talked too much sports and people didn't respond to it. Are you fucking serious? A sports station talking too much sports only in Milwaukee market could not, could that not actually be said, but also said, and someone believe it ridiculous. Listen to any other sports station in the world. They, they, they were, it's embarrassing how little we talk sports. So that being said, KB prides himself on not liking sports and being on a sports station. Okay. That's fine. That's, that's what he does. Uh, but then they talked to Braylon Allen last week, who they're tight with. Um, Braylon Allen, of course, from Wisconsin. He said he's not going to transfer. We'll see. Weird tea leaves there. So KB tweets, because they got on ESPN. Their, their headline got on ESPN. To the people that like to sit in their basement and tweet about how we're not real sports radio, may I submit to your consideration this jewel from the Badgers broadcast on ESPN. Okay, one, either you are a sports guy or you're not. You can't flip-flop. You can't brag that you hate sports and you're the cool guy playing guitar and then post on your refrigerator when they mention your name on ESPN. Two, you have blocked me. I am blocked. I had to look at my show account to see this tweet. Someone told me about it. You have blocked me. How are you going to subtweet me after you block me? That's weird. Three. I am in my basement. It's the best space to do my podcast. And what is the hate against basements? Basements have long been my favorite room of any house. I've had Christmases in my grandparents' basement. I love going into the basement when I was growing up to play. Uh, basements are awesome. They do this in wrestling all the time. Oh, you're sitting in your parents' basement. If I could be so lucky. Basements are fantastic. I love basements. I want vinyl wooden siding like the 80s in my basement. So if anything, this is a, this is not a tirade against KB or Twitter. This is more just in defense of basements. And so we go to a gentleman who is in his basement and a really nice basement he has. And that's my good, good, goodest of buddies, Paul Immig. Paul, basements. I love basements. Love, love, love basements. I would like said, our underground a little bit, but you can like a little gopher. It's really cool. And and it's it's always the space like my basement has a collection of random stuff. Mostly mine, but it's like okay, I I would never bart and I know we talked about this like when when who was it? Rami that would talk about having like three TVs in his living room and then you'd say like, "Well, I'm married, so I don't have I don't want three TVs in my living room. I'm an adult. Like, and no judgment. Like, that's fine. I have no, like, I'm not trying to, like, okay, we have three TVs. You're not an adult. I don't care what you do. But for me, I don't feel like that's the right thing for my no, living room. No, it is weird. I agree. I think yeah. so. But in, like, and I don't have a, in my basement either. But, like, in the basement, you're like, I don't know. Like, whatever. There, there are fewer rules. Yeah. Put up nine it's, TVs. It's an open space for, like, whatever. And, like, Bart, both of our parents moved to florida and the thing that i always ask my dad about is like don't you miss the basement and he's like yes like yeah. he loves the palm trees loves the weather doesn't have a basement doesn't so, have a basement the first time i went is, to arizona uh my grandparents were oh, was, they took me to a friend's house and they 
I was five. I was like five or six. And they're like, yeah, they don't have a basement. I was a little kid floored. How yeah. do you not have a basement? And how do you, how could you ever, ever ridicule and slander basements? I'm really mad about this. I'm really pro basement. Oh, I, I never have quite thought about it like this. But yeah, there is a, a now yes. the parents' basement idea is that, you know, like you're an adult who still lives at home and blah, 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 blah. So there's some like negative, additional negative connotation with the parents' basement thing. But basement, I, I love the basement. But if you're living in your parents' basement, you're not really paying rent or for groceries, and you have your own designated space. That's you're being cool. economical. Yeah, it's economical is what you're saying. Yeah, we can't afford we can't afford four bedroom, three bath houses for forty thousand dollars like the last generation that fucked it up for all of us. So some of us have to live in basements. I don't. I I just I just podcast down here. You choose. You choose the basement life. I choose the basement. I love the basement. Yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, you want to break down Greg Berhalter's substitutions, or you want to talk a little more like Packers Bucks? So believe it or not, I have a soccer question for you. Oh wow! But it's general. Like we're not going to oh. be breaking down game plan. But I'll save mm-hmm. it to the end because I know you're going to do some soccer then in your second uh, segment or your next segment, whatever it ends up being. But I do want to start. <clears throat> What's that? I don't play in this stuff. By the way, let me, uh, let me speak as one listener of your thousands of listeners and say, I really liked the running diary. Yeah. I got good reaction to that. I, th- I don't, I sometimes I text you with my, that was Monday's show. That was Monday's show. Yeah. No, I know. But like you, it was over the weekend. I think it was, that was good. You should, Maybe you should consider that for your Thanksgiving weekend. Although then you have to run to the basement. What I thought you might have been doing was just recording it like on your phone, and then no, you know, probably wouldn't, it wouldn't sound as good. But I thought that way you don't have to like retreat to the. Well, this was the, so Monday show. It was the first show without a Packer game on a Sunday to then slap a sticker on and mail it for Monday. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't know it was going to happen over the weekend and I didn't want to just come down here on Sunday night to my beautiful basement basements. Uh, all basements matter. Maybe it took it a little too far there. Um, I did, but, uh, but they do, but I also, I did also just stop talking. Um, I didn't know it was going to happen. And also I had, you know, reactions to stuff. And when, when Suter got waved and then picked up and nobody knew about it Sunday night, I went to, like, what would I have to say? But I had fresh reaction with Timmy. And then uh, the latter thing, I was just, like, salivating over. So I'm glad. Also, that's my new uh, – if you guys didn't listen to Tuesday's show yet or didn't get through it, uh, because of Giannis in the ladder, I am not setting up chairs this year. I will set up ladders. On this <laughs> yeah. I've not yet heard Tuesday's pod. That's a That's nice. It was a good Bucks reaction. It got, you know, the, the YouTubes always get crazy. And then uh, there were eight people on it one time. So I understand that if you're listening, it might have been a little bit of a zoo. And let me just say, if you work for the city of Milwaukee. But I tried to I tried to narrate it as best I could. For those who work for the city of Milwaukee, do, do the city, do the state a favor. Last year or two years ago, you took you took Bart's chairs. You took them. This year, to prove you're a Bucks fan city of Milwaukee workers don't take Bart's ladders, just push them over. Yeah. 
Wouldn't that push be good? Push so it's them like, over. Push, push, push them over. The city workers just want to go home. <laughs> just push them over. Because you know Montrez Harrell's going to come out and support you in your endeavors. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. You ready for some mm-hmm, the, the two-person game this week? Mm-hmm. All right. We've got to start with Packers. There will be other topics, listeners, I promise. But you got to start with Packers. They're four and seven. If they win out, they're ten and seven. Like, just I know that sounds ridiculous. If they win out, what a ridiculous thought. If they win out, they're ten and seven. But what I was thinking about is what is the best case scenario for the Packers? So let me preface this topic with just a quick thought. If they go 0 and 6, you have a top five pick. If you go six and zero, I geez, I mean, I know it's like the way they're playing, it's absurd, but you could would you make the playoffs at 10 and 7? Like you'd have a good I don't know, dude. Not you know, so San Francisco one. That's bad. I, well, but it pushes Arizona further from like the, now. I think the Packers and Arizona have the same record now. So well, yeah, but you still have a couple like the Falcons are still trying and uh, the commanders or something. And but again, if you're under the assumption, and again, we we play the hypothetical game here on mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but then you would have the Falcons wouldn't also go six now. So, so like for me, I'll just say like, let me preface by saying, I think the worst thing they can do is go like three and three. You finish below 500. You know, you you don't get as a good draft pick. You're, you're picking 15th, but you know, you don't really feel good about the way this is. And you don't feel bad. It's like, Oh, like you're, you're, you're stuck. So that would be, let me preface that. So let me just say, I'm going to ask you what the best case scenario is. I'm going to present you an option. The best case scenario for the Packers and their future, because again, it's like this season, I don't know, even if they make the playoffs, are they winning the Super Bowl? I mean, I suppose anything's possible, but no, they're not. Uh, the best case scenario for the future of the Green Bay Packers is that they finish the season 6-0, and even if it means missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm, that the best case scenario for the Packers is going 6-0, and regardless of the playoff implication of that record. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. I'm going to say mm-mm. Wow. And I will give you my answer as to why. Right after this. Right after these words. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Captivating words, as always, to whoever presented them. Thank you. So, Peter Bukowski, your question was uh, the best case scenario for the Packers go 6-0. It, yeah, my, part of my answer might end up being yes within it, but I did a lockdown podcast with Peter, which is uh, out on Tuesday, so out yesterday. And he'll come on the show next week. And I'm just going to flood him with John Kuhn questions. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the Packers this year, uh, me... special teams is bad. Would John Kuhn have helped? Just a quick tangent. If you don't bring up John Kuhn, you will have done a disservice. You know that, right? Well, I talked to Peter uh, for his show, and we talked. And on the show, I didn't bring it up. But then as soon as the mic was off, I was like, so, dude, John Kuhn, what's going on? <laughs> but I mean, like, your Peter has a football show. You have a Wisconsin show. Well, yeah. So, like, I think it has to come up. Anyway, you were you were saying. So he asked me, "What do you want to see the rest of the year? Like, what are you rooting for?" Yeah. And I said, "Well, I'm not rooting for us. I'm still rooting for us to make the playoffs." I don't think that's possible even maybe a little, but I don't think they're gonna, but ultimately Sunday night, I'm going to go into that game and want to see a win and and vice versa. And now once the wins stop, I'm going to want to see what Jordan love looks like. Yep. Um, I'm not, I'm not rooting for losies, losing, losing, losing. I kind of like that. Losies. Yeah. I I don't care about a high draft pick because whether we have five or 30, we're going to, get the same backup lineman from Auburn. It don't matter. I want to know by the end of the season, what I want to know is I am confident in who the quarterback will be week one, that they are ready to go and try to win and take me to the playoffs. Can I just interject real quick and say, I don't think regardless of the way the season ends, you're going to know that. So what what I mean is I want to see good Rogers or I want to see promising love. If, If we, if we finish, you know, four and two or whatever, even with like positive vibes, man. But Rogers is still like shaky and missing guys. Like I don't, that's not going to be a good finish for me. I need, I need to see that Rogers is back. I just, I didn't, I need to go into next season with optimism that this was a blip and that they still are a playoff team. Cause I, I think of some of the things I said this off season where I thought their defense was going to be so great. And, you know, I thought that these guys like with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they could make up and, and they, the offense could score still 28 points, but they could score it a different way. And it's like, how did I think that? But also, how did that not come true? How did the defense get so bad? How did the offense? Everybody got worse once Devontae left. He, I mean, he left, so obviously that's going to change things. But A.J. Dillon shouldn't have gotten worse. The line shouldn't have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just this was a, this is a lost, wasted season. I want to know that the quarterback play is going to be there. And I want to know, like, we're going to get the best out of our defense next year. So firing Joe Barry might be 
the thing I want, even though I don't want people to lose their jobs. Matt LaFleur at some point, like taking ownership that he's the head coach of this football team. And because too often this guy acts like he's Tom Hanks and big, like he's some 12 year old pretending that he got, that he's a cosplaying as a coach. I just need to see that this team is playing with some momentum to bring me into 2023. Like those NFL films, 30 minute shows, no matter how bad you do, they like the Colts could go four and 13, but the whole episode is faced on this three point win they had over Jacksonville in week 14 in the great locker room. They always paint it like that was that, but this could be this. That's what I need to see from the Packers. So I would love them to go six and oh, that so that so that roundabout, yeah, maybe that is the best case because you're and maybe that is what I want because then in, you know you're in the playoffs and it's and it's good vibes, but more than anything. I want to know that I want signs to show me that this year was a blip. The problem is you said there are two things that could happen. You want, well, you want to either want to see good Rod. What did you say? You want to see good Rogers or promising, promising love. What could happen is you could get six more games of hurt thumb, thumb broken question mark, bad. Well, media, he's not bad, but <laughs> well below average Aaron Rodgers. You could also get bad Jordan love. So like, yeah, I appreciate that you like there's two doors from the quarterback position that you want to see Rogers overcoming his bad season or Jordan love coming in being good. But there's two other doors that could open as well, which is yeah. Jordan love plays for a month. So Rogers goes on IR Jordan love comes in and he's just not good. But then at least we know, like they have this giant decision to make. I agree. Let me, say, let me just say Jordan. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but Jordan love proving to not be good is this is so hear me i I get where you're going is not a bad thing i get where you're going not a good thing you don't want him to come in and not be good but it's worse to pay that to your point you always thought you call it the 20 million dollar decision you want to have more evidence before making a 20 million dollar decision because by the way declining his fifth year option is a decision but right now what are you basing that on playing at Kansas city a year ago. Well, and this is what's hard for me. Um, and also let me just say, I don't want Jordan love to just get a one game sample size. Week no, I want a month. Detroit. What, whatever that one game would be, could also be a very small blip. If, if, I if want him to have a game and then build on the game, right? It can't be a, it cannot be a one. And I didn't even say two game sample. If you're going to commit to like, listen, Rogers, it, it we're in the bye week. We're four and nine. I'm projecting two weeks forward. We're four and nine. Your thumb is broken. Just I'm giving Jordan the next month. You heal up. We look forward to next year with you. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I would, I would, I really don't want one or even two games of Jordan love. If you're going to do any Jordan love, first off, it means that you've kind of called the season, which if you lose to Philly, the season is, that's it. Well, Uh, it's it's already over. But like, like I start, I start playing this out. I'm like, if you win the final six and you're yeah, 10 yeah, and yeah. seven, yeah, even yeah. if you win the final five after losing against Philly, you're nine and eight. So like, it just becomes further and further from like you. Hey, you might actually sneak in the playoffs if you if you win out if you run the table. But yeah, you you need to find if if you're not going to win out, if you're not going to go six and over the final six, you need to have a month of four game stretch of those six being with Jordan Love. And we already know where, where, the the Philly game won't be the one. Rodgers is playing the Philly game. Yeah, and he'll play against the Bears because he wants to. And then it's the bye, you know. This is where that decision 
is so clear cut for any other team. You have an aging quarterback who is hurt. You have a quarterback that you have to make a decision on. Yeah. You have two games in a bye week. You put him on the IR. IR's four games. Well, there's four games. End of the yep. season. Perfect. Any Perfect. other team could make this decision so easily, but because Rodgers right now is bigger than the Packers, mm-hmm. it's not it's it's possible that it doesn't work. It's possible that they go to him and say, We're gonna IR you. Be, no, I'll be fine. I don't I get the bye week, I'll be fine. I want to keep playing. And then they'll say, Well, no, we're gonna do it without your permission. Okay, so what's he gonna do? He's gonna go pout and moan on McAfee. All right. And it's going to ruin everything and make the locker room worse. Or he pouts and moans in private. And I think there's already some dissension in the locker room about who wants to see who at quarterback. I mean, who do you want to see at quarterback? Do you want to see this Aaron Rodgers guy who every time he loses, it's like the team's fault? Or do you want to see Jordan Love, who's like your age and your friend, and you see him in practice and you think he's good? I think a lot of these guys want to at least know what Jordan Love looks like. So in any other situation, it is a clear and obvious answer what you do. You tell the Asian guy, Hey, I said aging. That sounded slurry. Um, or my voice was slurring. You tell the aging guy that you are going to rest up for next year. We need you next year, but we got to find for the betterment of the team. We got to find what we're going to do with this guy. But Rogers, I don't, I don't think he wants them to see Jordan love. I don't think, cause I don't think he wants Jordan love to get four weeks. I don't think he wants Jordan love to get out there and be good. I don't think he wants to be in the position where Favre was in when he went in against Dallas in 07 and looked good. So Rodgers, I think, and I could be wrong on this, but we'll find out. And this is just me basing that on everything that I appear to think I know about Rodgers. I think he will fight tooth and nail to continue to play Mm -hmm. every single game this season. Even if they approach him, he will say, no, I'm playing. Uh, You guys made that draft pick. I didn't. I didn't want that draft pick. I wanted someone else. That's your problem. I'm the quarterback of this team. So that's where I think the problem is. The problem is that it's a clear-cut decision if it plays out the way we think it might play out. But because Rodgers is this force that's immovable at this point, uh, I think it's really hard to do that. I think your old and new friend, Aaron Nagler, made a point on your podcast that has really stuck with me, and it was obviously a a really good point, one that, that resonated, is whether Rodgers did this intentionally or unintentionally, whatever the reason for him doing a weekly McAfee show, that it becomes, Rodgers gets to create the narrative on behalf of the franchise every single week. Nagler said how Mark Murphy would do a weekly mailbag, and that should be the conversation. Like, what did the president of the team say? But it barely registers a blip on the media and fan radar. Why? Because the actual leader of the franchise just got done doing his weekly thing on McAfee. And the other benefit, and I know why Rodgers does that on Tuesday. It's because on a normal week, it's your off day. It makes total sense. But it's early enough in the week that you're now registering that as like the first first thing, right? Like the first moment of the week. Um, So, uh, I don't know. It seems intentional, I guess. Um, Well, and again, whether it is or not, it's just he has become bigger than the team yeah exactly so what's your what's your answer then my answer is i want to see jordan love play quarterback so then best case scenario wouldn't be six no because i mean it could but it's unlikely well, best case scenarios rogers beats the eagles and then he beats the bears and then thummy hurt and then uh and then love takes us four no and then wins the super bowl and then 
The best case scenario is that Jordan loves the Super Bowl MVP. That that he is the Tom Brady to Rogers, Drew Bledsoe. Yes, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, that is absolutely the best case scenario. You want best case? That's best case. I've made all my points, and I think the absurd final point that just came up is, in fact, the actual ridiculous best case scenario, which is, yeah, Jordan Love comes in and they go six and zero, and then they win the Super Bowl, and then they have, yeah, that's the actual best case scenario. I would say, as if I wasn't going into the absolute extremes, you know, like I'm totally fine if they go zero and six and get a good draft pick. I know, like you think they're just going to screw up the pick. I'm not. Well, if, they, if that happens, it happens. I'm not rooting for that. I'm not nearly as yeah. I'm not nearly as pessimistic. I mean, I think Brian Gutekind's track record is questionable in drafts. I think that's he's had some. He's had some really good ones. He's had some. I mean, and every GM has hits and misses. And if person you're listening to this, you're like every GM misses. Like. I hear you, but like he's starting to teeter towards not a great drafting GM. And that's terrible. When you're the green Bay Packers, you have to have a GM who has a higher success track record. Um, having said that as someone who wouldn't mind if they went zero six and got a good draft pick. Yeah. I think mm-hmm, at this point you still should be, I'm still rooting for them to, <laughs> ridiculously to say run the table if that is the best case scenario and you can have good vibes but i also want to see jordan love so these are conflicting ideals but hey if you want to if you want to play the fantasy world and the hypothetical world yeah i'll say mm-hmm to six and oh and see what happens you know it's about uh getting into the dance bar as you like to say all right let me ask you a quick quick one here and i'm wondering how much you'll have to say about this so the cowboys Mike McCarthy comes into Lambeau, loses, spikes his headset, has his full Lambeau moment, his three Starbucks coffees before the game even starts, his 4 a.m., blah, 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 like all the stuff that we learned about. Uh, Packers won. So if you're a Packers fan, you get to say, hey, we had a really bad year, but McCarthy came into Lambeau and lost. Packers beat him. Because of that, and now you see Dallas go out and just destroy the Vikings. Like varsity versus freshman team, not even varsity versus biggest team. road win that franchise has ever had, I believe. I mean, it was a 37 point win. It's hard to, no matter how good your franchise has been, it's hard to top that. Um, okay, so all of this to say, Dallas is Dallas is a Super Bowl contender, like unquestioned, a Super Bowl contender. But because the like because the Packers beat McCarthy at Lambeau you are now able to more with more of yourself root for McCarthy in a Super Bowl matchup, hypothetically, of course. So the Packers beating McCarthy at Lambeau is going yeah, okay. to, is going to allow you to root for McCarthy to win a Super Bowl as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I'll say mm-hmm, but. Wait, say, uh, so you, you said mm-hmm, yes? Yeah, but I was rooting. I'd root for McCarthy anyway. Even if it meant he was a one. Now, if he came back here and beat us, but I don't think I'd be mad at McCarthy. I don't. Not about being mad. I'm saying that you would root for it. So you don't have to be mad at the guy. I was going to, if the Dallas Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, it's likely that I would have rooted for McCarthy either way. Even with it being the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I don't look at the Cowboys like I did in the 90s. And I know for I... some people, they won't, that won't. And I hated the Cowboys. Like, I, every year you'd go there and you'd lose. Yeah. But that was so long ago. Steam hasn't been to an NFC championship since like 1999. 
Okay. Yeah. The Cowboys, that, that, that version of the Cowboys. And, and plus all those guys are like on TV and a part of our lives all the time. Michael Irvin, Daryl Johnson, um, Troy, Troy Aikman, Aikman, obviously. And there was Darren Woodson. There's all those guys. Oh, they, they're just like all these guys are on TV all the time. Um, so yeah, I hated them then. I don't hate the Cowboys now. I like to watch Cowboy games. I, I, I like when they're on TV. I'm excited for Dallas and New York on Thanksgiving. What a massive matchup. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think my Super Bowl pick is Dallas versus Buffalo. I still think Buffalo figures it out. I think a lot of people like Kansas City, but uh, I still think Buffalo figures it out. And once Josh Allen's fully, fully healthy. Um, yeah, I like a Dallas-Buffalo rematch from 30 years ago. Wow, yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to root for McCarthy. I think what the game did overall is I don't like Packer fans. I don't think we needed, like we needed to beat Brett Favre and then Favre came in here and won, but we didn't need to beat McCarthy. And then McCarthy came in here and lost McCarthy. I think needed to get that just off the sheet. Like that was looming. He knew he had to come back to green Bay. Uh, He didn't win, which is unfortunate, but you know, then they didn't give him too much time to like, soaking and he can just move on to the next thing and they kick the shit out of minnesota and they're it's a totally new like part of their season they're they're healthy now they're running the football well you know pollard's becoming a superstar they got a great defense that's behind them they have a really good team and i think that this just getting it out of the way is really good for mccarthy uh, but i'm gonna root for him either way so i i'm gonna root for him either way even if they would have smoked us by 30 i would have probably been happy for him that he stuck it to Rogers, quite honestly. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm rooting for McCarthy. I'd love to see him win another one. I think he deserves it. I think the only caveat that people might have, though, is then he won one as a Packers head coach and one as a Cowboys head coach. So then when he goes into hold, yeah. so hold on, so, so is will Mike McC- if if Mike McCarthy wins another Super Bowl, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I mean you can argue he is he might already lose. You could argue that he'd be in already. So let's he's say he's got a he, pretty similar track record to Tony Dungy, who's in. So let's so play it out then. McCarthy wins the Super Bowl with Dallas, and he goes in the Hall of Fame in ten years or whatever. With who as as the coach of which team? Well, they don't bronze their Not, helmet. I, I, I know, but when you're doing like the highlight clip to lead into McCarthy's introduction, uh, yeah, show a little of both. You, yeah, but is your Packers fan? Do you want that, or is he your guy? You have Mike McCarthy Way in Green Bay, a street. Like, are you are you no, okay? Are you okay? For like quarterbacks him? that bothered me, I would. If Aaron Rodgers, as much as I seemingly despise this man, if he ever won a Super Bowl with another team, that would break me. But yeah. I want McCarthy to win a Super Bowl. Okay, I want him to win twenty Super Bowls. I don't care. I love the guy. I once argued that he should have gotten tenure. I remember that. And then they proceeded to be terrible. I think that was like in 2018 when you said that. And then he got fired that year. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, I so, can't quit the big guy. I love the big guy. I think I think the, the absolute truth is that if I sat down to watch the Super Bowl and it was the Cowboys led by Mike McCarthy against, let me say this, anybody except the Dolphins, because I would root for the Dolphins in that matchup, my favorite NFL head coach by leaps and bounds in Miami 
uh, I would be rooting for Miami. I think any other matchup I'd be rooting for McCarthy. And I would not be, I think your point is fair and a good one that I would not be rooting against McCarthy. I would be rooting maybe for the dolphins, but I wouldn't be like, Oh no, McCarthy won. You know, like he's an endearing figure. He, I mean, he was on the hot seat. Like people were talking about Sean Payton taking his job in Dallas this, this off season. Yeah. And, and they weathered the Cooper rush Dak Prescott thing. They constantly are weathering Jerry Jones and his always having to be front and center. Um, speaking of which, like Jerry Jones runs the messaging for the Cowboys, just like Aaron Rodgers runs the messaging for the Packers. Like they're the they're the same figurehead. They're the they're the lead spokesperson for their teams, which the owner yeah, Jerry Jones is the Cowboys, and somehow Aaron Rodgers is the Packers. Isn't that wild? I mean, when you really think about like who's delivering the message on behalf of the organization. So, um, again, there were matchups like, like I said, I'm, I'm just thinking about this in real time, but like if the dolphins play the Cowboys, I'd root for the dolphins, but I think any other matchup I would, yeah, I'd be more than fine rooting for McCarthy, but I will say it does help. I think that we got to see frustrated Mike McCarthy at Lambeau. Yeah. I don't think that does anything for me. I, I, I think fact, it's an- I, I don't think I liked seeing it. I felt bad when he spiked his headset. Well, it would have helped if you would have gotten more than like an hour of sleep and he was just like revved up on tons of caffeine i mean when he showed up in that vince lombardi jacket like i wanted them to win by 30 i thought that was such a baller move it was a baller move yeah all right and they lost all right so we did this last week we did our if the nfl had the college football playoff system rankings so if the nf if the nfl had a committee to decide yeah, who- not good for my giants okay let me just say you had a horrific like a, a week a week removed because you had the vikings at number one i had them at number three you put the Giants inexplicably at four. So your committee membership it might have been revoked after last week. Well, it's still young, son. Okay, well, those picks don't look too good. Um, also, I, after one game, was like flying high with Christian Watson, and he delivered again. Um, so here's my new – I can't, I can't decide who my fourth is. Here's my new NFN – well, why don't you keep thinking about it? I'll tell you mine. Don't let mine influence yours. If the NFL had a college football playoff committee seating meeting, here's what my votes as a committee member would be. And I'm going to ask you mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, that yours is the same. I am keeping the chiefs at number one. I had them at number one last week. They beat the chargers. You and your fantasy football, just beating me with Kelsey and Mahomes thing. They're, they're great. Like they are you know, you called it last week. Did they get a little for Travis Kelsey? And I got yeah. Mahomes. And and I knew when I made that trade, I knew three TDs were coming. I should have, if I could have, I should have bet on that. I absolutely knew it would be a three TD night. I was so happy. And you got it. And it was very annoying. But the Chiefs are number one from this committee member. Last week, I had the Eagles at two. They had just lost on Monday Night Football for their first loss. They barely squeaked by Indianapolis, but I'm going to keep them at number two. Chiefs one, Eagles two. Last week, I did not have the Cowboys in my top four. They had just lost to the Packers. But don't forget that they are the record they are, which is seven and three, despite, as previously mentioned, the Cooper Rush part of the season, which is a huge credit, I think, to the team and and getting through that stretch with the record that they have. So I'm elevating the Cowboys from not in the college football playoff ranking to basically taking the Vikings spot. I had the Vikings at three. Cowboys destroy the Vikings. I'm putting the Cowboys into the Vikings place. Dallas Cowboys, number three. And 
I had last week, I had the Miami Dolphins at number four. They had a bye. I am keeping them at number four, which means that the Vikings go from third to out. So by the way, you know who the Vikings have lost to? I know, well, they've only lost twice. They've only lost twice. They were destroyed by the Eagles in week two, and they were destroyed by the Cowboys. So you can't, you can't tell me yeah. that like, you, you have a great record. That's great. But when every time you play a powerhouse from your conference, like your college conference, your NFL conference, you get destroyed. That's not good. You're out. Minnesota's out. Um, the Ravens were in consideration last week. They won 13-3 to over Carolina. Whoop-de-doo. Sorry, that's not enough to elevate you. The Bills win 31-23 over the Browns. I'm tempted, of course. I, I, I do think there's a good chance that by the end of the season, they are in this committee member's top four, but they're not in it right now. So my top four, again, Chiefs at one, Eagles at two, Cowboys at three, Dolphins at four, mm-hmm or mm-mm that that's the correct list. Um, I am going to have to probably agree with you. Wow. Mm-hmm. So one is the Chiefs. Two's the Eagles. Yep. Three is Dallas. And then I was going to say four <laughs> Buffalo, but uh, Buffalo lost to Miami. Now they'll play again. Right. That Which is huge. I mean, like, obviously the committee is watching that very, very closely. Uh, the only other teams that I would have considered are, now not my Giants anymore. Uh, the Vikings could be considered, but your point's a good one. I'll tell you what, the Buccaneers are five and five, but they're going to finish 11 and six. I don't uh, think it would be, I still don't think they'd be pretty enough to be a top four committee team, but you could go with the Titans, but you could. Ravens kind of had a slog of a game. Yeah, I like it, Paul. I'm going to agree with you on that one. So you go Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, Dolphins. Yeah, I might put the Eagles at one just because they have a better record. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not encouraged by the last two games, right? And sometimes the committee things are based on recency bias. And so the last two Eagles games are losing. And <laughs> Chiefs not... do look pretty unstoppable at this point. <clears throat> I think the, yeah. I'll, I'll go with you. I, I'm in a, I'm in an agreeable mood. Okay. Last week we had some disagreements, so I'm, I'm glad that we found common ground. Okay. Last question for you, then I'll, I'll let you go. I saw your videos. At the, uh, you know, watching the World Cup. It was at Nomad <clears throat> Sunday, Highbury Monday, Nomad Tuesday, couple days of rest and R&R, and then Friday for USA England, I'll be back at the Highbury. Oh, it is good. I'm telling you, <clears throat> being amongst the people for a game like that, even though the tie sucked, it is so great. I love it. So I want to tell you that, having just seen the pictures and the videos, it looks like such a good time. I want, I like, <clears throat> I want to dig it. I want to watch and enjoy and understand soccer. And as you know, I've tried <clears throat> it was about a year ago. I think that I DVR those two games on a Saturday morning, um, oh, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. enjoyed them, but it's, there's nothing that's, there's nothing that brings it to like, you know, to being, oh, I'm going to follow this team or I'm going to really follow this player or this group of players. <clears throat> so from someone who's very much like on the fence but has yet to figure out what his hook is to get him, me, really, really into soccer, here's my question for you. In the United States, soccer has reached its peak popularity, meaning 
it has its super core audience. It has its, you know, it's going to be like a fanatical thing. There's going to be a ton of people that go out to the bars and the restaurants to watch. But in terms of it growing, you know what? I'm going to preface it and say in our lifetime. Like in our lifetime, will soccer be more popular in the U.S. than it is right now? So let me just rephrase it again. In our lifetime, soccer has reached currently its peak popularity in the U.S. Mm Mm-hmm or mm mm-mm. Well, this is before the Milwaukee Pro Soccer Club takes the field, remember. Which will help. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like that's that's going to be here's here's what needs to happen. Right. Like maybe that's the hook that you need. I'll tell you what needs to happen. And I almost want to say yes, mm mm-hmm, because I don't think it happens at this point. And now there's too much money sunk into MLS, which I do like their deal on Apple, but you can't be charging people fifteen bucks a month to watch MLS. You gotta give that to them for free. Yeah. You're trying to grow your game. Don't charge them 15 bucks a month. Like people say, I'd pay for your podcast. If I charge you 15 bucks a month, no, you wouldn't. Okay. That I will always give this for free. Now, if more people want to send me shit, that's great, but you don't have to Matt again. What a tremendous shout out. Um, they need promotion and relegation. This is happening all over the world. When the World Cup came here in 94, they said that they would have a new league and they would do promotion relegation. So simply, you have your top league, your second league, your third league, your fourth league. If you win in the fourth league, you go up to the third. If you're last in the third, you go down to your fourth. And this is a big difference between American sports and these sports overseas because you do get teams tanking for draft picks over here because there's no consequence. You, in fact, get rewarded for being bad. In America... We hate socialism, but you get rewarded in sports for being bad. In these other countries, if you play in your league and you're bad, you go down to a lower league. There's a team. We all know them now because of Ryan Reynolds and Rob. uh, Wrexham FC. They're a fifth division team. Nobody should care about them. There's the potential. It would be a miracle, but there's the potential for them to get higher and higher and higher and someday be in the Premier League. We're getting a USL team. Milwaukee Pro Soccer is coming. It's going to be a second division team, but there's no way to go up to the first division because there's no promotion relegation. So if you could get cities rallying around these clubs, like Forward Madison, if they knew that the potential was someday we could get higher, then that's more money coming into the clubs, more fans willing to be engaged. Then all of a sudden you get an MLS team that goes down and now like, it's it's you're playing Omaha and Las Vegas, but then the Chicago fire, you know, cause they got relegated. If that system ever came to America, then soccer would reach a new plateau. Soccer's never going to be the, one of the big problems with soccer in this country is that you were told you, the American person that soccer was going to take off. And it's always been like people waiting. Soccer will never be football in this country. Soccer will never be the NBA in this country. Uh, soccer, I mean, there's too much history with Major League Baseball. But if you had promotion relegation, then you would go to a level that I don't think people in charge of American soccer are even capable of understanding. So sadly, I don't think that's coming. If it did, then we would get to a new level. But soccer continues to grow. Look, and, and I think that nobody's forcing soccer on anybody. Right. You know, when I... When I'm out and about doing soccer, I'm like promoting this soccer club to soccer fans in Milwaukee. But then you get other people's soccer snore. I do then just shut up. We don't need to do that anymore. 
Right. We, if you don't like soccer, you have made the point enough. We've heard you. Nobody on soccer is trying to tell you to like soccer. The other thing, I'm not ever saying you got to say pitch. You got to say kit. You got to say nil-nil. It's always people be like, oh, I watched the soccer game. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry, Mats. No one's asking you to do that. You're doing it to yourself. So this people are forcing soccer on us happened a long time ago when we got the World Cup, got all excited. Nobody's doing it anymore. We're just enjoying our thing. We would love if you came. We think it's great. You don't have to, though. You know what I'm saying? Really well done. Really well said. Uh, I feel like a lot of what you just said, you could have paralleled into like pro wrestling. You know, it's fake, right? Or, you know, it's like this or like, oh, you like, they're not really fighting. Like, listen, I like what I like. <laughs> I really like, yes, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know that really. Like, thanks for telling me. Like, if you don't, like I know it, it's scripted. That's part of what I like about it. It's in fact, I'm nuts. I don't watch UFC because I don't really want to see guys like beat the hell out of each other. I want to watch a television show. I like long-term it's, storytelling with payoffs and callbacks. It's almost like it's a television show, right? Yeah. Like, wow, what a novel concept. It just happens to be based on But in the 80s, you know, they tried to they tried to convince you that no, Andre the Giant and Hulk are fighting for real. Right. Because right. that was part of the spectacle at the time. Right. But nobody's doing that anymore. They did that 40 years. Nobody, nobody's tr- nobody is trying to convince you anymore that this shit is real. No, like not scripted. It's like there's real, like you gotta separate that. There's but yeah. nobody's trying to tell you. And I just I can't people hear things one time and it's like it sticks with them forever. It latches on and it's it's annoying. And I think the same thing is true with soccer. And I like a lot of relatively niche things, one of which is pro wrestling. I love Broadway musical theater. Like I mean, find find a handful of people that I could go to that live in this area who want to go check out a Broadway musical with me. Um, pro wrestling is definitely. I, I love the NHL. If we had an NHL team in Milwaukee, I mean, I, I would spend money, entertainment dollars on nothing else besides the NHL. But it, it it hurts not having a team. But I still found a way to latch onto it. I hope the time comes where there's a thing with soccer that makes me say like, yeah, like this, you know. And then Bard, hopefully your your people would welcome myself and others into the club. And by the way, maybe it is like, you know, the U.S. winning the World Cup. There might have to be like that thing, like, you know, like the. I mean, I'll use a strange example here, but I know it's because of my wife. In the mid '90s, gymnastics in the U.S. took off in its popularity, like huge, because of that Olympic team that was so popular and had all those characters uh, and all those those like moments. So maybe the U.S. needs that to happen now in this generation, Bart, because the one you referenced was how many, what, 25 years ago? How long ago was that that you're referencing with the, World the Cup U.S.? 94, 28 years. There you go, 94. I didn't know the exact year. Um, but I would probably say for the sake of the question, mm-hmm, it has reached its peak popularity in the United States, at least in our lifetimes. Though, as an – Another I'm, problem I'm, is, like, you watch this World Cup – and even like bystanders, like Argentina losing is going to bring more like, oh, what happened? And it might like yeah, bring sure. more attention into it. But yep. then there's not like this is the great and it's only every four years. And I like that, but it's the greatest level of soccer. And then you might watch others like if this is what brings you in, this is the absolute best. So yeah. I was brought into wrestling with Shawn Michaels and HBK, who yeah. are the same guy. 
fighting Undertaker. But then I realized, like, oh, that was, like, the best of the best. And then there's, like, some other shit you got to watch, too. Right. So if you're going to get into soccer, then you're going to watch MLS and EPL, which is great, in these other leagues. But they're, they're not the World Cup. It's not this. And then because soccer is so easy to play and it's so in, – in, like, in all these sports, you don't need a lot of equipment, so it's so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Your kids can play it, do an activity, be with their friends, be healthy. You're going from trying to get into soccer at this level, and the next soccer you see is your kids chasing butterflies. You're going to be like, oh, this sport sucks. So it's like – but how come though? So how come though? Like with baseball, we I think I think like if I was to super duper like generalize, at well, least because it, people played baseball. No, no, but we played soccer. I played soccer as a kid. Yeah, but you didn't like. I don't know. So what? I mean, was it not having? So like, what I'm wondering is because I went and played a baseball game in little league, and then I could drive an hour south to a Brewers game that that made it like something more to latch onto. Whereas I played my soccer game, and then what? I couldn't watch my favorite soccer team on TV or listen to my favorite soccer team on the radio. So where's like where's that disconnect? And maybe it is the Milwaukee Pro Soccer Team that will help bridge that gap. By the way, it would also help soccer's popularity if MLS didn't suck. And I know you always talk about it being a Ponzi scheme and everything else, but like it would, it's it's a it's a detriment to the popularity of soccer in the United States that MLS is what it is. That's a detriment. Um, it, it if, doesn't, it, if, it, if it was a real league. It doesn't be... suck, but there's a lot of obstacles in its way that the MLS created those obstacles. Well, And also, and I, I ask you this as a genuine question. Okay. The best player, the best basketball players in the world, the 400 best basketball players in the world are in the NBA by and large. Right. Like yeah. maybe like <clears throat> there's, um, Who's the former Bucks guy, Miritich? Like Miritich would be one of the best 400 players in the world, and he's not playing in the United States. But by and large, the best 400 players in the world are are in the U.S. are in the U.S. playing in the NBA. <clears throat> same is true of the Major League Baseball. Same is true of the NFL. The best players are in the U.S. playing that. That's not true with MLS, right? The best players are not in the MLS. MLS is not where you would aspire to be if you were an, an elite soccer player, right? Or am I misunderstanding that? Uh, right, you're right. The best players are in Europe, England, Spain. So that's going to hurt too, because like, yeah, but oh, like, the MLS is going to have like the youth from like you're getting 19 year olds to 23 year olds, um, to talk about. You're getting 19 year olds to 23 year olds from the Caribbean countries and South America and Mexico and USA, and then they get their big payday elsewhere. And then you're getting other people to come overseas if they can't like. That you're getting a good there's good enough talent here, but what you're but saying though, what you're saying no, is, it's not the best talent, but what you're seeing is that it's it's a feeder program. Somewhat. It's the Admirals. Well, there's so much more that I have to tell you about this, but I have to wrap up this segment. Sounds good. And probably people at this point are like, whatever. At this point, I'm just having this conversation for my own learnings. Um well, I can get into you at more. Okay. But basically, no, I- let me let me just say one thing. The MLS has put a lot of contractual restrictions on themselves because they don't want to fail like the league failed with Pele in the 70s. Oh, sure. Okay. That league became like MLB where there's no salary cap. So the MLS has a salary cap, but then they have like the most complicated salary cap of all time, 15 times worse than NBA, where you can like trade parts of your salary cap. It's ridiculous. Oh, really? So let's talk about that another time. Okay, sounds good.
All right. In the meantime, I'm going to move on to the next segment. Paul, great basement, by the way. Thanks, buddy. Great basement to you, too. Yeah, thank you, sir. Bye. The next segment, simply just being the last segment. Spent the morning at Nomad. That was great for the Mexico-Poland game. Going to talk about that and have some Thanksgiving Day picks and tell you some other stuff coming up in just a couple of minutes. But the way that my cadence leads, it's that I'm now going to transition into talking about Happy Place Hemp. Happy Place Hemp, everybody. Happyplacehemp.com. They have a lot of different items for you. CBD gummies. My mom, I got to ask her how that went. I, she did like the THCO gummies. That was a raving success from my mother. But she got some sort of uh, like lip balm. So they sell their things like that. Massage oil. Still nobody took me up to rub them down. I had some uh, massage cream. And so I get. I think that's best for everybody. Uh, so I just, I used it. Um, but happyplacehemp.com, CBD products, CBN products, uh, THC products, that you can get it there. You can get it in Wisconsin. You can get some of this stuff legally where you don't have to drive across the border to get what you're looking for. Just check them out. A lot of you have already, so thank you for that. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. It gets you 25% off your order. Now, since a lot of you have done this, it gets you 25% off your order. I didn't say your first order. I didn't say your first two orders. Every order, every time you put the code BART in at happyplacehemp, B-A-R-T, happyplacehemp.com, you get 25% off your order. If you are going to stop in, they're in Muskego, kind of on that Muskego, New Berlin border. If you're going to go in, let them know. They'll apply the discount there, too, if you mention you heard them with the Bart Winkler uh, podcast, the Bart Winkler show. So check that out. Um, please do. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code BART. And, it, like, you should be rushing in there today with some of the uh, in-law situations <laughs> that, that some of you may be experiencing over the next few days. So rush, 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 rush in. And get those orders in. Or or get them sent. Uh, maybe maybe it's Wednesday and you're like, ah, I'm going to be at the in-laws all weekend. Get, get them sent to the, their house. And then accidentally take a, a THCO with, with Pops. See what happens. For, for, for uh, Bridge that bond. See what happens. All right. Uh, I want to play something here. This is at Nomad. So Mexico played Poland. And I was there for that game there was a penalty kick. And one of the things that we're doing is we're trying to get goal reaction. You know, I'm working with Milwaukee pro soccer. It's a USL team coming here. Still no name. We're just still forming the identity. The world cup's helping doing that, but we want goal reaction. It's great video. So I got some goal reaction. This is just the sound, but the the, the main guy in this, in this, I tweeted this jumping up and down like crazy. So this is the sound off of a block penalty kick. Mexican fans made up most of the bar. There's like one Polish dude, one Polish fan. And then the news came, a couple different news come. They're like, oh, we got to talk to this guy. Now, also, shout out to a guy I met there. I didn't get his name, but shout out to him. He knows. Um, and so this was the reaction from this. This is louder than when I was at Highbury for the U.S. And the Nomad guy said the same thing. 
He said the U.S. there was like four or five times the people, but the sound was louder. I mean, in sports, there's a lot of like times to cheer, but an instantaneous. I think the crack of a bat is one, maybe a big three where it's everyone at the same time, not over the course of one or three seconds or 10 seconds, like on a touchdown, but it was just a burst. And so that's what that was, or this will be. And then Bubba is the guy in my video that was going crazy. And I threw a camera in front of his face at the end. So this is from Nomad. I gotta talk to Bubba. I've never seen more emotion, more human joy than in that video I got of you. What a thing. Hey man, Ochoa is the fucking best, best Mexican keeper in history. The reason I became a keeper, man, still at it. He turns up for the World Cup. That's where he shines. That's where he shines. Okay, so you're feeling like I did the other day. A tie. USA kind of gave theirs away. Ochoa earned that tie today. Ochoa earned it for sure. Not, you, U.S. should have beaten Wales, but, you know, I digress. Hey, it's, uh, it's it's not what we wanted, but it's also not the worst result in the world. We'll take it. We'll see what happens next. We uh, got to beat Argentina on Saturday. Let's go. And ju- just don't lose to Saudi Arabia. And, hey, that, that, that's the big thing, although they, they beat Argentina, so you never know, right? Yeah. Good job on the result, kind of. Thank you. Hey, hey, all good. Let's keep having fun, yeah? Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Other games uh, talked a little bit about that Argentina. I mean, that's a big shocker, and that changes the group. Mexico and Poland are in that group. Uh, I almost said Denver because I saw D E N on the scoreboard. Denmark ties Tunisia, and then France goes down early against Australia, but comes back, wins four nothing. They were my initial pick. I actually took them to repeat, so they were my pick to win it all. And how things have gone so far. Argentina was a big pick. Now they can still get out of their group. You know, beat Mexico, beat Poland, you're out, you're in. But they got they got a tall order in front of them, and now Saudi Arabia can make things interesting. That's a really interesting group. The games uh, Wednesday today, you've got Morocco and Croatia, Germany, Japan, Spain, Costa Rica, Belgium, and Canada. So some interesting games today, some CONCACAF action later in the day as well. Uh, this will be the last show. This is Wednesday. This will be the last scheduled morning show of the week. So on Thursday morning, I won't have one out, nor will I on Friday morning. So what I want you to do is go back and listen to the episode you're most thankful for. <laughs> and so so keep the download numbers coming, even though I didn't put out any new content on Thursday or Friday. But we've been going again. I think this is not episode number 50, if I have that right. Very proud to be able to do this every day. Uh, for for a good two months and that'll continue again pick up next week now between now and monday i am hoping to squeeze out one more podcast that may just be for the weekend the bucks play sunday night too i forget about that the bucks play sunday night but they play friday night so what i'm thinking is uh friday late friday night or early saturday morning podcast which will cover USA, Mexico, which doesn't make sense because they don't play USA, England. It'll cover Bucks, Cavs, and it'll cover the picks for the games coming up uh, the rest of the weekend. So that's what I'm hoping to do. I am kicking around the idea of uh, doing a YouTube with Tim Shea on Friday for the Bucks game, maybe just for the second half or something. Steve Novak, uh, Joe Ingles style. 
So once I know more there, uh, I'll, I'll put out some info. So I'm a content creator, guys. That's what I do. And uh, I'm looking for a way to do some content after some nice R&R with the, uh, with the family. Got some, got some turkey. Got some mashed potatoes. Uh, the, the, the dressing's always to die for. I forget if my in-laws call it dressing or stuffing, and they're going to be really mad at me. I'm pretty sure it's dressing. But like every year, that's the dish. Turkey's a side to the dressing, if you know what I mean. Going to have some of that. I'll skip the cranberry sauce. Just go straight to the uh, THC O's. Uh, honey, if you're listening, that's why I'm in such a good mood. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. NFL Thanksgiving picks. And no Ryan Horvat this week. Horvat is like in the Bet MGM homecoming parade, and he's the king. So he's got a lot of uh, babies to sign and old grannies to kiss. So that's what he's doing this week. Maybe I'll catch up with him uh, over the weekend, but just uh, trying to cross some streams there. So for the NFL games on Thursday, very excited that the Lions game, it, it should be a good game. Buffalo is a nine and a half point favorite. The Lions are at home. Obviously, they always are on Thanksgiving, and normally people are pissed about that. But Buffalo did just play in Detroit. I mean, they're not, they're not the home team, but that's different. I'm going to take Detroit to cover the nine and a half. Buffalo's kind of been playing not as well as I think they should play. They're kind of, I, th- I think they're kind of like on a lull, like 96 Packers lull. 96 Packers are really good, went in a little lull there, lost a couple games and got really good at the end again. Um, but the Bills might be on a little bit of a lull, but I'm not counting them out yet. Again, if, if I pick the Super Bowl today, I'd still maybe gravitate towards the Cowboys and the Bills. But I do think, you know, the Lions Thanksgiving, 10-point favorite, 10-point underdog at home on Thanksgiving, the Lions. I'll take the Lions to cover the 9.5. The Cowboys and the Giants, this one's going to be massive. Cowboys and Raiders last year had this spot, and they set some monster numbers TV-wise and ratings. You got to think this one is just going to be uh, huge. I don't know why they don't try to do something like this every year. You know, why ever have the Cowboys Texans? Why ever have the Cowboys and, and Dolphins or really any Cowboys AFC team get one of these NFC East matchups? Uh, although, like I just said, Cowboys Raiders was really good and Cowboys Chiefs would own. And so maybe I'm stupid. But Dallas is a nine point favorite, another big favorite, although they are the home team. I don't know. They did just win by 37. I want to take the Giants to cover that. I'll take Dallas to win, but I want to take the Giants to cover that. These big spreads are scaring me off. Then uh, Thursday night is the Minnesota Vikings and the Patriots. Minnesota two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I think they rebound and get a win. I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to go against them. But if you're less than a three-point favorite at home, and the Vikings a week week ago, the Vikings would have been like a – five or six point favorite in this game i'll still take the vikings to cover and win be a damper on the thanksgiving events but i'll be so thco'd out by that time now i want to know what i'm thinking the real winner of course is whoever i have on my fantasy team so i need a big uh, josh allen day and i could use a little uh, delvin cook so that's what i need packers of course have the eagles on sunday night eagles are going to wear their all black so we already lost by 15 that's going to suck. All right. And so happy Thanksgiving. 
Blackout Wednesday. Enjoy it. Be safe. Um, maybe, you know, I'm at, I'm at the point now where it's, there's that, like, there's that gap or the, this night, maybe from age 22 to 28, it's the high school reunion night at the, at the bar that's been letting you in since you were 15. That's, that's the night. That's one of those, those are, those are some top tier nights right there. Uh, me, I'll probably be in bed by 8.30 tonight. So enjoy it. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving. I'll be back in some way, shape, or form on Friday. And then next week, uh, Monday's show, we'll, be, we'll do a live on Sunday talking some Bucks, Mavs, but Packers, Eagles. Uh, Going to check in with Pete Bukowski this week. I did a podcast with him, which got a lot of uh, reviews, I'll say. No, a lot of people liked it. Uh, so Locked on Packers, you can see that at Winks Thanks. And then some other fun stuff to follow. I'm going to start trying to branch out a little more with a guest. Maybe cross some more streams to use a Ghostbuster reference twice in four minutes. The same exact one. And uh, and talk to some people I wouldn't normally get the chance to talk to uh, from the radio days. So all that is coming up. Again, thank you for listening to the show. And we'll be back at some point this weekend. Go USA! Beat England, much needed. The Bart Winkler Show. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.